Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. On this episode, we're delighted to be speaking to Martin Grime. Martin has over 40 years experience in the insurance industry, and we are extremely happy to have him as part of our Boston Tullis Network. Martin specializes in renewal and new business strategies, planning and forecasting to increase income. Welcome, Martin. Hello, Martin. Thank you very much for joining us on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. I'm excited to have you here, and I know you're excited to be here. (laughs) Good to be here, Sarah. So, um, you and I have done quite a lot of work over the last few months around renewal processes, and I know it's a really key issue at the moment, particularly where new business is slightly more difficult and where a really focused renewals procedure can be really beneficial. So, I, I would just like to have a conversation around that, your views on what makes a good renewals procedure and what you think smaller brokers can be doing now in current weird times we're living in. So tell me, what is a renewals procedure in your view? So I think renewal is is a great opportunity for the broker not only to renew on the best terms for the client, also achieve the best results for the client. It's also the opportunity to review the portfolio, make sure that the programme is fit for purpose and that any new and emerging risks have been identified and catered for. So in the current climate, I guess cyber is particularly relevant. Um, there's also increasingly need for DNO cover, etc. And it's an opportunity to look at the policy limits and um, make sure that they are sufficient for their needs as well. But all too often... I think there is a focus on the task of renewals within the broker's market. And with a bit more positioning, I think the renewal procedure could actually add a lot more value to the broker's business. I think um, what we've seen through the work we've done under Boston Tullis, you and I, is when we're talking about the task of renewals, it is very much a process driven by open this folder, save in this folder, add X to policy admin system Y. And it's been really enlightening for me to work with you to see the ways that you can expand that without interrupting the current workflow of model that the broker's using at the moment. Do you want to give a bit of an overview of the, the RAG system and the potentials, what it is you should be looking? What should you be asking yourself as a broker to see whether your policy, your renewal system is uh, as, as good as it could be? Okay. I think there's a real danger that a broker looks after all his clients on the same basis, so everybody gets the same amount of treatment. I've also believed that inherently, brokers' clients are more loyal than an insurer's clients are. So if you look at retention rates, most brokers would claim 90 plus percent retention. Any insurer would dream, they'd die for those sort of levels of, uh, of retention. So in a, an insurer world, if you're anything over 80, it's, it's probably pretty good. 90 is a pipe dream. So inherently, the broker's clients are loyal. 
And there is a reluctance, generally speaking, for that client to seek out an alternative programme. So against that backdrop, I think it's really important for a broker to differentiate between the loyal customers and those those customers who are more likely to put them at risk or under pressure. I've always believed, you know, in all my 40 years with uh, in insurance, I've always believed for every 10 clients from a broker's perspective, seven will renew. Three will put you under pressure. And of those three, possibly two, probably two will renew with you, but you might have to demonstrate your value and worth. And one might be thinking about leaving you. I've always believed that if the attention is deployed in the right area and the resource um, apportioned appropriately, and the focus is on those three, particularly throughout the renewal process, you are more likely to get 100% retention. And all too often, I haven't seen that in the broker's world, of having that insight as they go into the renewal cycle of who could be vulnerable. With the RAG state, with the RAG process, I think at the very outset, there's a re- an expectation on the account handler just to spend a few minutes at the very outset of the process to say, what's happened to that client? Who is that client? What happened last year? Has anything happened in the current year, whether it's claims, whether it's the covers that could make that client vulnerable? A pandemic. Exactly. You know, have they had a claim that wasn't handled particularly well by the insurer? Or uh, was there an element of, uh, of underinsurers? Whatever it is, what makes that client more vulnerable? And if, if there's an awareness at the outset, an early contact is made with that client at the outset, I think that gives you a real sort of clear indication of the desire and a quick commitment to renew. And that can set the tone for all the activities and the work that you do subsequently. And indeed, from a, a director's point of view or the senior management team, that there is then a clear insight into which cases they should be involved with from the outset. But the vast majority of cases, they don't necessarily need to get involved because the commercial account handler will be well capable of, uh, of renewing those cases on their own. A couple of things you said there are really key. Whether the 70-30 percentage rule will be slightly changed in the current climate is is question with all that's happening with the market and COVID-19. But regardless of that, it's having the insight from the outset. And one of the things that builds on a a webinar that that we've recently run uh, across the industry actually feeds into what you're saying about if you're switching it from how do I make sure my retention rate is 95% to which of my clients have particular vulnerabilities. And it might not be that they want to move from you. It might just be that the markets you have in place to place them aren't going to work. So let's deal with that really at the at the outset. And so it's just highlighting those particular vulnerabilities, whether it's that client's balance sheet, whether it's their placement strategy, whether it is their promiscuous client, whoever knows. But I just think it's really interesting because it feeds into a lot of the work that we've been doing for Boston Tullis. But I, th- I also think from the outset, it gives you an opportunity to explore upsells and, and cross-sells. And we've had some examples of brokers achieving their targets with very little new business, but just by actually effectively increasing the renewal retention rate, but also the premium at renewal. And not only is that giving most appropriate advice to the, to the client, it's also helping the broker's own, own numbers. 
So I think people talk about upsell and cross-sell, but it's not inherently in broker DNA to adopt a very systematic, consistent procedure to go about it. And I think that is an area that could be really add value for any business. I really do. The procedure element is at least parallel, if not more important than the sales training. If you've got the procedure and the step-by-step process, it almost works for itself when you're doing the best job that you can. This is a period, isn't it, when, you know, clients are feeling vulnerable because of COVID and Brexit is another sort of area of uncertainty. Um, And the more, more that they can feel that they're being looked after properly by their broker, that reassurance has never been as important as it is now. And if that is manifest itself in proper advice or good advice with emerging risk, particularly, you know, I'm conscious now uh, a lot of people have experienced working from home where perhaps, you know, cyber liability cover could be an integral part of their, their operation. People are more vulnerable from an IT perspective at home than they would be in a commercial office. And that's one example of where they should be providing advice that, that the client can understand easily and gets a good price for the cover that he needs. And that, to me, has never been a more important time for the client to feel the support of his broker. In the um, Boston Tullis RAG renewal process that we work with, you and I with various clients, one of the, the key things I think you've just touched on there is the ability to identify skills gaps in your account handlers or account execs where they don't feel confident to talk about the particular cover that could be the cross or upsell. So I think that it's more than just a renewals checklist. It is a procedure that builds into the whole business in terms of development. I do believe there is a danger that the renewals procedure can become quite a, a task and a process in itself. And it's only when there's a problem that, um, that actions are taken. I think the process that we've developed takes a proactive view so you anticipate where you think the problems could be the challenges could be and you actually work to to prevent them rather than firefighting in the event of those of those issues and i think that's an integral part another aspect for me is that you know in any business you should be able to predict and project the outcome of that month's activity and all too often there is a lack of understanding about what that month retention is going to look like and it's lots of sort of fingers crossed and we hope that we, we might be okay sort of thing. Whereas I generally believe if there is an insight at the beginning, that can really stand you in good stead as you go throughout the month where you're constantly reviewing it and you're projecting what that end, end of month position is going to be. And an integral part of that, the use of the renewal surgeries that we are advocating under the Boston Tullis procedure, which actually encourages you to sit down from a management point point of view and talk about the tactics. It's not necessarily the, the, the what, but the how as well. How are you going to engage in that client? What are the tactics you're going to deploy in order to get the best results? All too often, we neglect the how of the engagement piece in favour of following and adhering to the process. So to me, it's all about those little there's little opportunities to interject and influence the outcome rather than putting out the fire when it started. You mentioned earlier, and we've spoken about it offline, 
the May figures for one particular broker, regardless of a, a decrease in new business, an increase in overall revenue, just by following the RAG renewal process, which I think is amazing. Exactly. And in that particular instance, they knew that in the last week, there was a deficit of about 4,000 in premium terms. But by actually being cited on that and by rallying the troops and having a bit of fun in the office about upselling and cross-selling and focusing on every single client, making sure that they were very attentive and in touch with every client, they managed to write an extra £10,000 in the last week, which meant that they actually wrote more than the same year, uh, the same month last year, uh, even though new business was significantly down on the figures from last year. I also think in the current climate, it's naive to expect new business to be plentiful. Whilst there are opportunities, inevitably, the economy is not in a great place. There's a lot of nervousness. A lot of uh, businesses are actually retrenching rather than, than moving forward. So it makes sense to me to focus on your existing client base. These are people that you know. They know you. There is an inherent loyalty, as we said before, and if you can make sure that they that they are receiving the attention that they need, you can actually go a long way towards achieving your own financial goals without relying upon new business. And new business, not only is it is it risky, it's hard work, it's probably the biggest activity which wastes time in our industry. It's a dangerous focus of your resource, whereas retention is a known quantity it's a known client and if you look after them properly you're making sure that they're fully covered you can actually go a long way to achieving your goals one of the things that we've talked about as well which i think i'm going to throw at you just so you can give your thoughts on it is how much management time is required in overseeing a process like this because one of the things that we've come up against hence the renewal surgeries and things that that we do is that lack of time for the senior management to roll this process out at the end of the day the biggest issue for any broker is time and managing their time most effectively all too often the default in a broker is to the senior team so they get involved in pretty much everything and that can be laudable it can be the right thing to do but also it can involve it can mean that the, the senior team are involved in cases that fundamentally they shouldn't be involved in. And then there's a danger that they're too busy and they miss those important clients or those important signals for clients that they should be getting involved in to influence it. By changing the dynamics so that the, where the responsibility sits with the account execs of the account handlers, for them to own that renewal. The management team then become the reference point. They've got the opportunity to dip into it, but actually identify those cases from what they know at an early stage where they should be engaged. So I think it's a lot more about using the right people with the right clients rather than one size fits all. And there is a real danger that the renewal process can become a bit of a sheep dip. And by, I think, the, the, the rag process we've got is able to differentiate between that so that the service and the attention that the the client receives is appropriate for their needs and the size and the complexity of that risk. Just talk us through the history of the RAG renewal process because whilst I would love to claim 
<laughs> claim it as my own. It's a process that you've developed over years of experience. Well, I think for red, amber, green. And I think, you know, when I was in, um, in, in working for an insurer, it was always a challenge looking at your renewal list. And in that environment, you've got to have a discipline to identify those cases that could actually trip you up. And that's something that, that we were really hard at in my old company. And I, when I started consulting and working with brokers, there didn't seem to be the same disciplines as there are in my previous world. And it was just really trying to bring that into the broken environment and see could it be adapted in a way which is productive for those brokers. And clearly it is. And we've had you know, a few examples, two particularly that stand out, where the entire renewal focus was changed fundamentally by the work that we did. And the results have been impressive ever since, to be fair. So that gives me the complete confidence that what we're doing is absolutely right. And we've talked as well around this, haven't we, for another thing that we're in the pipeline at the moment, about what you can do once you've got this process fully embedded, what you can do with the information in terms of developing marketing and sales strategies that work with your prospect base and all of that kind of stuff. So I think get it right and it becomes a fundamental platform in which you can start to build the organic growth from new business and things like that. Inevitably, it does. I mean, all brokers have got expertise in certain areas. And, and I think by engaging more with the client, it enhances that knowledge. And it also promotes a broker to their clients who deal with, you know, corresponding clients as well, don't they? So the tentacles sort of extend quite, quite freely and quite quickly. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's... Um, it's a key part of their of their sort of business, but it's making the most of what the worlds in which they operate. All too often, I've come across brokers who see new business opportunities in an area that they've never really developed before. Whereas I've always thought, if I was a broker, you know, every broker's got their own DNA, and they inherently talk the language of certain trades and sectors, whatever, and they're good at it. Well. I've always believed you should focus on that and, and work within those sectors where you've obviously got the, the ability to engage and uh, you talk their language rather than going into something that completely left field that is unknown to you. You play to your strengths, don't you? That, that was always my belief, to be honest. Some of the work that I've done previously within Roston Tullis is exactly that, a profiling system of the current client base yeah. and then generating the... KPIs, I suppose, as to what makes your client ideal, then taking the top 20% of the people that hit that ideal client. And that almost brings you out with a very clear, to speak marketing languages, customer avatar. So that gives you a really, really detailed and precise picture of, of who your, your ideal is. And then where do you go from there and where you can go from there is phenomenal. So I think it all fits nicely and holistically together when it's viewed in that way. Absolutely, but the I've always believed that the renewals procedure should be the foundation stone of any business, and they should sit at the very heart of everything that you do from a development point of view. And all too often, it seems that 
the existing book is taken as read and new business is seen in new and diverse areas. And I've always thought it was always concentric circles if I was doing some sort of um, a diagram. From a tangible point of view, a visual point of view, it would be ever-extending concentric circles. I like it. Just as a way of kind of bringing everything together, can you give us a broad overview of the process that we've been using sort of in a generic way to give people an idea and a flavour for what it is and how it might fit within their business? Okay, so the first stage is to bring forward the start point of the renewal process procedure. So we talk about six weeks prior to the renewal date. There is an initial sort of view of that client, the history, what's happened previously and all the rest of it, so that there's a phone call again with the client at an early stage which is talking about changes in the risk, any that have happened or any that are planned. You can talk about the strategy or the recommended strategy from the broker in terms of, you know, we, we did a full market exercise last year, so I can do a limited market exercise, or it's been with one insurer for five years, I'm going to carry out a full market exercise. Again, the client's commitment to that and support of that. You can also then talk about any, any gaps in cover, which you could um, hope to uh, to deal with as part of the renewal work. And yet again, you can ask the client for their thoughts on, on that. And then at the end of it, you agree how you're going to reconnect with the client in a few weeks' time once you've got all the facts and figures together. So from the client's point of view, somebody's taken an interest in their renewal, they've made early engagement with them, they've checked to make sure that the details are, are up to date, and they know exactly what's going to happen in a few weeks' time. Then the account handler is armed with the latest data. They can deal with the insurer, do the market exercise as it will. But they are also able to project where they see that client as being at month end. And they can also, at the surgeries, explain their tactics to their line manager in terms of how they envisage handling that client, not only procedural stuff but how they talk to the client then they've got all the figures there's an opportunity then to hopefully engage with the client again verbally to talk through all the various options and make the recommendation and explain if there's any new covers or any increased limits explain the deficiencies and the, uh, the limitations of the current arrangement and the benefits advocating and then hopefully they can get the client's commitment to renew I think what is key of what you've said there, because that's hopefully what most brokers will be thinking that is happening on every mm. renewal, but I think what's key in the process is at every stage of that, there is um, a visual chart where you are engaging or assessing the risk level and monitoring as well as the projected income. So it's a visual and tangible document that you've got all the templates fit together to build out. I think that's really, really interesting. I think one of the things we talked about earlier was the questions that probably you need to be asking yourself if you are engaged in a renewal process to see whether or not your current process is as forward-looking as it could be are various. But do you want to talk us through some of those that you think might be of relevance? Uh, I think the key question is here, here and now is the 3rd of July, and, you know, the question is, what is your July performance going to look like? Another question is, which cases due this month do you regard as being vulnerable? 
another question would be, what is going to be your cross-sell your cross-sales performance this month? Another question will be, what is your upsell performance going to be in July? And ultimately, by account handler, which account handler is going to secure the best performance this month? And what is going to be the range? So there's some, some very fundamental questions that I think a broker should know and be focused on to get the best overall financial performance and also provide the best advice and service for their clients. I think that's incredibly helpful because it's a tangible list of things that you can sit and listen to and go, all right, what do I need to put into my process that will enable me to pull this data out? So I think that's really, really helpful. I think we've covered in quite a lot of detail there, the renewals process. Have you got anything you'd like to add? Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think the, the only thing I would say is that there isn't uh, a one-size-fits-all process. All brokers are individual and bespoke, but the process we've developed is well capable of being adapted and adopted in any broken environment. And I guess we are interested and uh, happy to speak to brokers and to help them and make that happen and bring it to fruition. And sometimes the difference between winning and losing the, the, the margins are very fine, aren't they? So actually, the incremental improvements in lots of different, different areas cumulatively can make quite a dramatic impact on your overall financial performance. And I do believe that the RAG process enables that, facilitates that and enhances that. Thank you very much for your time, Martin. I shall let you go and enjoy this sunny Friday afternoon. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Catch you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.